Hello and welcome to In The Mix, the podcast all about the Great British Bake Off. Thanks for joining me for the first episode of our Celebrity Bake Off edition. It should be pretty fun. We've got five episodes coming up on Channel 4 every Tuesday at 8 o'clock over the next five weeks. So there should be five brand new episodes coming straight to your podcast notifications soon. Right. My guest today apparently doesn't watch live TV anymore. He is a self-confessed Melon Sue fan and is someone that I've seen put an entire slice of gala pie into a sandwich. It's Stan. Hello. One of the country's finest food critics. In his own mind. <laughs> Lovely. That's brilliant. I think it really like sets the stage up for me as a as a guest. I know it does. Right arsehole. <laughs> for the in the mix audience, Stan, can you give us a little bit of an overview as to who you are? Well, so I grew up in Worcestershire uh, on a farm, and eventually wow. I was rescued by a Russian oligarch and uh, placed into Warwick University, uh, where I took on a new name, Stan, <laughs> and joined uh, a radio station where I met you. Exactly. So to put a little bit of context, like I haven't watched proper daytime TV in years. So when I was trying to watch Bake Off last night, I had a really hard time trying to like find it. Really? I... It was on one of the four main channels at 9pm. Yeah, I don't, I don't have live TV. I don't, I don't have oh. a license, so. Okay, so. So uh... I had to get, I had to stream it. So I streamed it from like channel4.com, but I couldn't get it on my, uh, my uh, Fire Stick like immediately. I don't know why, because it, it had all these shows like uh, Catch Up, and it said what was on at 10 p.m. And yeah. I was thinking like, yeah, that's great. What's going on at t- seven? <laughs> And it wasn't displaying the Great British Bake Off. I'm like, it's definitely on. I mean, like, I can bring it up on my laptop. Why can't I bring it up on my TV? That, that <sighs> is, I mean, I'm sorry that I gave you such an ordeal to uh, try and watch a, a mainstream <laughs> popular television programme. It sounds <laughs> difficult. <laughs> yeah, even though like millions watch it on a daily basis, yeah, me, the tech whiz, can't seem to figure it out. <laughs> yeah, I mean, don't you work in IT? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> very embarrassing let's let's stop talking okay all right sorry i'll stop tech shaming you and move on the lineup for week one was already pretty good i mean in any show that starts off uh, by including louis theroux pretending to do a documentary trying to find out the dangerous and dark underbelly of the bake-off tent is a winner in my book uh, so the lineup Obviously, we had documentary filmmaker and journalist Louis Theroux. We had comedian Jenny Eclair. We had Russell Howard, originally from Mock the Week fame. And then we had Ovi Soko, who is a basketball player and a Love Island star. I thought the opening to this year's Celebrity Bake Off was actually quite funny. I mean, it seemed quite dramatic. We had opening scenes of people trying to mix things uh, with butter flying everywhere, bowls breaking. Joe Sugg looked like he'd fainted in the sort of montage bit at the beginning it yeah, seems it, to be it, kicking off already it was, it was such an odd moment for me i thought like whoa why why would anyone faint how would anyone faint i don't know i don't think they've ever got the medic in on the great british bake-off before <laughs> yeah. that's quite surprising actually you would have thought like someone would have cut their fingers off the first challenge in this episode, the signature challenge, was to create a giant decorative biscuit. It could be any flavour, but it has to be big enough to share. 
I mean, that sounds to me like a pretty easy challenge. It seems to be the producers have created challenges in the celebrity episodes thinking, you know what, let's make it a bit easier for the celebrities. If it was the actual Bake Off season, I think you'd have had like, bakers, we want you to create 12 uh, chocolate eclairs with a vanilla bean and squid ink creme patissiere. And they all have to be in the shape of a notable figure from history. I mean, that would have been the first challenge, but they were given an hour and a half to create one giant biscuit just has to be giant yeah and put a little bit of yourself into it it makes sense you know yeah these, these some of these celebrities probably don't have any baking experience i mean i mean look at russell right <laughs> He tried. He even tried to make a biscuit and he failed. I know. I mean, I like the idea, trying to make a biscuit in the shape of your dog. That was quite sweet. But what was a bit odd is the fact that he only used three ingredients and two of them were butter. <laughs> yeah. Peanut butter. Wait, peanut butter, eggs and sugar, wasn't it? I thought he went for normal butter as well, but I, I might have just wished he, that. He might have put some put extra butter in there. Maybe. I mean. That would explain why it went a little bit too brittle, you know? Yeah. That's how to explain. I enjoyed the fact that he opened the oven and that was one of Russell's downfalls throughout the entire thing, just continuously opening the oven to have a look as if it doesn't have a window on the front and letting all the heat out. He would just keep opening the door and he kept saying, oh, it's just peanut butter. It's just just like moulded <laughs> peanut butter. <laughs> It's just melted peanut butter. He did. He did uh, bring it back with the icing. He did a really good job of cutting out that dog's face. I know. I was actually impressed with that. He has some artistic talent. It did look like a dog. Yeah, but <laughs> there was actually a few moments when I was getting a little bit frustrated with him because yeah. he had the paper template and he was holding it over the peanut butter before putting it in, and I was thinking, just, just cut it. Just cut <laughs> it now. Stop holding it, hovering. He did that probably for about five minutes. Did end up tasting all right, didn't it, they said? They did say. I mean, there was quite a lot of Hollywood handshakes in this episode. And throughout the last couple of seasons, we have been very scathing of Hollywood handshakes, saying it's some sort of power move and a bit Oh, odd. of course it's a power oh, move. Oh, absolutely. But he sort of like milks it now. But I was a bit worried because it's promoting sort of person-to-person contact at the moment. And I don't necessarily hey. think uh, the, the public should be doing that. Surely they should have had the Hollywood foot tap or the elbow touch instead in keeping with today's climate. Oh, uh, yeah, the elbow, t- elbow touch. I tried that with a few friends. Uh, have you? Yeah, of course, of course. As soon as we heard about the elbow t- touch, you uh, just you tap each other's elbows, see how it works. Yeah. It, and you go, yep, never going to do this again. No, we've, we've touched elbows now. This is weird. Yeah, yeah this is very odd feels odd does it actually feel of anything it's not the same <laughs> okay that sounds like you've been going into handshakes all your life going i really enjoy the feeling of this <laughs> <laughs> yeah yeah i i really enjoy my handshakes you know i want them to be quite firm and i want the skin to feel supple to the touch lovely anyway moving on from that revelation <laughs> um <laughs> I was actually quite impressed with everyone's biscuit in the first challenge. So Louis' giant biscuit was a chocolate chip cookie, but he was disguising it as a pizza. And to be honest, the fact that he managed to blowtorch some of the topping, that was a nice touch. I wonder if Louis had been practicing beforehand at home. Really good, wasn't it? Jenny went as far as creating a ginger and orange Frida Kahlo. And what I like most about that is when Noel did his voiceover, he had to clarify for the Channel 4 audience that she was the Mexican painter and feminist icon 
Frida Kahlo, just in case they had absolutely no idea who she was. Yeah, like, you know, who, who the hell doesn't know who Frida Kahlo is? Yeah, well, that- exactly. <laughs> I'll be honest, I hadn't actually heard of Ovi before the show yesterday, but I did find out that he was a Love Island. Uh, but they seem to be really pushing basketball in this. I mean, he does have a credible career as a basketball player as well, but it just seemed like perhaps his contract to join the Great British Bake Off this time also included a caveat from his PR saying, can we not mention Love Island as much as other people have mentioned it in the media? Let's concentrate on portraying Ovi as a credible basketball star and athlete that he is yeah yeah that's why i thought his professional capacity was that he was some basketballer but yeah i guess the love island makes more sense uh, i mean they even went as far as creating a basketball themed biscuit when ovi was making his biscuit i was rooting for him like the entire way when he was trying to get that orange to work like i would i didn't get upset with him like Russell, I was just like, you can do this. <laughs> you you can sh- do this, Ovi. You were shouting sort of motivating statements at Ovi through the TV. Exactly. I don't normally yell at the TV, but Bake Off just brings it out of me. <laughs> I like the fact that he was really trying. He seemed really humble and really nice the whole way through. And he was really mm. trying when he was rolling out that orange fondant to, yeah. you know, get it just right. But it kept sticking to the table. <laughs> But then he, he was like, I think I've just ruined their countertops, as if they were going to ask him to pay at the end. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And I love that also, that he doesn't, he doesn't register that, you know, this is a food countertop, you know, things stick to it. Uh, I do feel like Jenny's was a bit of a cop out there. I mean, it was mainly just icing. At least Russell, you know, put peanut butter in. I guess orange flavoured is, is kind of interesting, but nah, I, I preferred all the others. Well, she did earn a handshake for her Frida Kahlo biscuit. Was so, it her who got the handshake? Yeah, I think they thought hers was the best in that challenge. Louis should have won that that first round. The celebrities get a lot more help than the actual bakers do in the real competition. They're a lot harsher to the normal people. The general public, they do not care for, so they can be mean. Whereas they might have to work in some sort of celebrity coach trip with one of the contestants (laughs) later in life. So they have to be a little bit pleasant. Love it. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, you also have to, they're also doing it all for charity. So you can only, you can only criticise them so far. In the end, it's all for a good cause, right? It is, exactly. One of the bits that I found really funny was when they were going around looking at everyone's biscuit, I can't remember whose it was, but Paul tried to make a joke about raw biscuit and calling the whole show the Great British Raw Off, which was terrible. But it made Sandy obviously very defensive because she snapped back and said something like, don't try and be funny, Paul. That's literally not your job. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, I remember that bit. I remember that bit. That was not a good joke at all. (laughs) No, it was bad. What does it even mean, raw off? I I don't know. Replacing bake. All all I'm imagining is just uh, a few lions. No, I I do like the idea of four lions. You've got uh, basically like the X Factor panel. They don't know which lion is roaring. It's the voice. (laughs) It it is the voice for lions. It's the voice for lions, yeah. The great British roar off. (laughs) Is that going to be like David Attenborough's new show? They've blown the budget on doing Planet Earth and Blue Planet and all of those other ones. So now they have to do a really basic budget show called The Great British Roar Off. (laughs) They went with it. Every week we go to a new zoo and we listen to them roar and we pick the best one. (laughs) And then do they all come together at some sort of judges' houses, just go round to David Attenborough's (laughs) bungalow? (laughs) 
He's so spunkler. Yeah, stay. I like your roar. Make it a little bit louder. <laughs> exactly. I like that idea. <laughs> to beat the other contestants, you're going to have to really pull out all the stops. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> if you want to vote for Simba, type 01. <laughs> <laughs> it's just lions in different situations. <laughs> I prefer that as a show concept, lions in different situations. You've got a lion trying to scan a shopping at the self-service checkout. And they all just have like mundane issues. Like the one who's trying to self-checkout is like getting a responses that something's in the bagging area he's like Brr. yeah and they have to uh, look for the nearest Sainsbury's employee to sort of approve his <laughs> alcohol purchase and he's getting more and more irate but he can't roar he just has to be patient it's a test of patience I mean I think the more awkward thing is trying to buy energy, energy drinks now because you have to prove that you're over 16 do you yeah which is even more demeaning that is weird I, you know, if you're buying alcohol, it's like, okay, yeah, we understand we're restricting that, you know, above yeah. 18. But then energy drinks, it's like, <laughs> I just want to get my morning buzz on. What are you doing to me? <laughs> I just want to have my wings. Come on. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> and I'm, we're waiting. I've got the, look, God. that's why I go to the tills anytime I need to get an energy drink. But then that's just annoying in itself because, you know, I'm already tired and I have to deal with someone. The second challenge is always a technical challenge. They've got to follow quite a difficult recipe by having limited instructions and they all try and create the same thing and whoever's made the best version of that wins and it's judged blind. On the first episode, they had to create four milfoy, which is three layers of rough puff pastry filled with a creme patissiere, complete with raspberries and topped with fondant in the stand up to cancer colours, which was a really nice touch. But I just didn't enjoy it that much this week. I don't think there was enough difference. You know, nothing went completely wrong. I mean, other than Russell just being too bored to continue stirring his custard until it actually formed into a custard. I just didn't think that this challenge provided enough comedy or personality. It was just a bit lacking, really. I say, it just reminded me of those, like, custard slices you can get, yeah. which are, like, impossible to eat. I think I switched off a little bit during that challenge. Uh, folding in butter into pastry, making custard, putting raspberries on it. Exactly. There was one bit, though, where Louis managed to crack an entire egg in a sink, which I don't know how that happened. I am blanking on that bit. <laughs> really? Okay. He, I don't know. He was trying to separate the egg whites and the egg yolk, I think, and he just ended up just dropping it all in the sink <laughs> and went, I need a new egg. <laughs> oh, he's very dry. He's, he's very dry when he talks. He's, he, he's a very honest man. Like, anything that just happens, kind of like he just says... That, you know what has happened and uh it, it's it's such a charming he's such a charming like person you gotta have one comedian when you have like uh, a celebrity lineup right you have the you have the couple of eggheads the ones who are trying hard yeah uh, yeah same as like the big fat quiz of the year right that's how they do it they have a couple of guys who are like actually kind of clever and they're actually going to make an effort yeah. and you have the couple of guys who you know Fuck it, we'll just <laughs> we'll just throw it all away. We don't mind. Exactly, we'll, we'll just write the word Trump for every question. <laughs> that did that actually happen? I don't know. I have started playing along with Big Fat Quiz of the Year. Me and my boyfriend have sat on the sofa and paused it in between questions and written on like individual bits of paper our answers. We got very competitive. <laughs> wow, holy crap! Yeah, I never went that far. I yeah. just love laughing at the the idiots. <laughs> <laughs> Goodness sake, Russell, you're stirring your bloody custard. (laughs) 
I know it was a bit disappointing that he didn't want to stick it out. I think yeah. that was his downfall. Again, opening the oven too soon, sort of not having the patience to wait for the custard. It just oh, let yeah. him down. Yeah, absolutely. So I think we should move on to the final challenge because that is always the best one. The showstopper is always great. I don't know why, but they seem to have a thing at the moment where they ask the bakers to create a sculpture in a theme of their perfect day. Pretty sure they did it on the actual Bake Off last time around. They did it on Junior Bake Off, I know, and they've now done it on this. So I don't know if someone's either thought that's the best thing ever and they're never going to come up with something better or (laughs) they've ran out of ideas. That does make sense. It's very... it doesn't really appeal to the baker in anyone because you know you're not it's not challenging in a in a baking sort of fashion it's it's artistic because you you're you're arranging a sculpture in the image of something you know in this case your perfect day uh, but they tell you exactly what you're making. 30 profiteroles. Or... Exactly. I know 30 is quite a lot, though. I mean, they stepped it up from the one biscuit at the start. And now they're like, <laughs> you need to make 30 identical shoe buns or profiteroles. And yeah. uh, then, but not just that, you've got to make a 3D sculpture that includes you built out of shoe buns. And it has to encompass your perfect day. So, I mean, it was quite big. Yeah, yeah, that was pretty crazy but it's like if, if you're an expert at making okay this is a really stupid analogy if you're an expert at making bricks yeah right that doesn't mean you're any good at building houses that's right? good i don't know how complicated it is to make a brick so i i have no idea a mold is in i don't even know what bricks made out of clay there straw. we go i've learned things today no you can be an expert brick maker too thanks i can't build a house though um (laughs) louis decided to create uh, himself on a lilo in the sea with chopped stem ginger and orange zest cream uh jenny decided jenny created a rather weird scene her swimming in the caribbean with a selection of pigs who knew you could do that is that better or worse than dolphins uh, she filled her shoe buns with coffee and vanilla whipped cream Ovi created a nice relaxing beach scene and filled his shoe buns with passion fruit cream coconut and lime icing and lastly russell howard tried his baking best to create a scene of his wife his dog and himself sat on the sofa watching the football uh, and he filled his shoe buns with vanilla cream but that that's as that's as uh, far as it gets really as like as uh, that's as left field as it gets yeah pigs like all their perfect days are just them doing nothing really which i i was quite surprised by i'm surprised none of them really had like a you know if every really wants to push that basketball edge he should have had his perfect day being like he won the basketball championship of england they did bring to attention uh you know his physical fitness a couple of times how big he was so uh sandy helped him out at one point and she had to have a box to stand on to sort of reach the height of the bench that was a little subtle thing i I like that that was that was quite clever that was good (laughs) i will say russell really you've been saying like he's very bad at opening the oven right yeah and in that challenge there, were, there, there was a point when I yelled at my screen, Russell, stop opening the oven! Because <laughs> he did it twice. He I did know. it once, and it was like, oh, they come out like sticks. 
And I was thinking, like, yeah, it's because you open the oven, probably. And then he does it. He does the second batch in the middle. He's like, "This still just sticks." And I'm like, "Don't open the oven." <laughs> I know. You just kept looking in it, and they were literally just like really pale, yeah. thin bits of dough. You could see them being like, "Oh, we were starting to rise, and then you ruined it for us," and sort of went back in. And they looked like breadsticks. And I think my favourite bit with Russell on this challenge was he had marked out his template on greaseproof paper, and then piped the shoe bun over the top uh, but he didn't turn the paper around so the biro was on the bottom of the shoe bun what was it he had like sofa written on just had sofa written on a bit of his bun (laughs) (laughs) oh what a fool there was a really weird bit. I don't know if you noticed it when um, Jenny was talking to Paul and Prue about her scene. And because they mm-hmm. sort of came in in a critical time when she was trying to prepare everything and watch the profiteroles in the oven. Um, oh, yes. She looked at them and I genuinely think she thought they'd distracted her long enough for them to burn because for a minute she had a proper tantrum and threw the literal towel on the floor and yet oh, she threw the towel on the floor yeah, as well I know but I couldn't tell was that was that a joke because it didn't feel like a joke no I don't think it was but it did feel a little bit like a little bit of uh, fake drama because the music changed and it was like oh you know J- uh, Jenny's having a bit of a problem over here like and she was like I've burnt them I'm thinking like, oh, really? Is she actually just going to burn them? And she pulls them out and they're fine. And you're thinking, okay, they're fine. Do you think the production team were like, right, the the technical challenge, the Milfoy task was a bit boring, so we need to ramp it up a bit. Who wants to have the fake tantrum? Louis says, I'm a professional. I'm just doing this because it's for charity. Uh, (laughs) Russell said, what? And kept opening the oven. Uh, Ovi couldn't hear because he was too tall. And Jenny was like, great, okay, it'll be me then. I'll do it. And she just got really, really annoyed. Or it's a a little insight into how Jenny Eclair is in real life, you know, behind the camera, away from people watching. And actually, she She's a bit of a diva. Uh, it would it would make sense. She's she was the most animated out of all four of them. I mean, the swimming with pigs uh, scene was actually quite traumatic in the end. Halfway through, I think she decided that she was going to make herself topless. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Made her own breasts out of very pink fondant. That was quite uh, quite odd. <laughs> it was <laughs> odd decision to go with. They already had they already had like the sexual deviancy joke with the nipples, like with the profiteroles. Yes, I'd forgotten about that. When, there was just a bit where Noel and Louis were like. Paul's obsessed with nipples. <laughs> <laughs> He'd also, he also uh, destroyed his um, pipe bag, didn't he? It just oh, blew up. God, that was great. <laughs> I think he, he must have overfilled it and he's putting a lot of pressure on because he started uh, squeezing it and the nozzle blew straight off. And he turns to the camera, he's like, did you see that? Like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I like that as if it was just a complete ph- phenomenon and he didn't know that it was about to happen. He just didn't even think it was a possibility. He was like, oh my God, <laughs> did you see that? Nature's incredible. Did you see that? <laughs> <laughs> they were difficulty with piping. I, I think they just made their creams too thick. Jenny went on to win the entire thing. She did. Did you think that she was a deserved winner or did you have your hopes on someone else? Oh, I definitely have hopes on Louis. I mean, like, he, he was definitely, like, he had the talent. I, I don't see how Swimming with Pigs won over his Lila. I really enjoyed that he said that uh, the reason he used yellow icing on his hair is because his hair got bleached by the sun. <laughs> 
<laughs> okay, that's good. Yeah, I also liked. I also like the little detail of him wearing his favorite green swimming trunks. I bet he does have those as well. I bet that's true to life. <laughs> oh, it's such a such an innocent like something you would hear like an eight year old saying like, "Oh my, they're my favorite green swimming trunks." Absolutely, I think you have to be eight or eighty to make that statement and it be endearing. <laughs> Do you think you're going to continue watching the rest of the Celebrity series or do you think that you have possibly had enough bake-off with that one episode? Uh, yeah, yeah, no, I think I'll have to I'll have to watch the rest of it because... Yes. Because, you know... Because, <laughs> because I, I suggested it. <laughs> well, I can't really refuse, can I? I can't really say, like, nah, <laughs> nah, the one was good enough. It was pretty funny, so, you know, I'm going to have to tune into the next one. Plus, it's a good conversation point when I go back to see the parents because I bet they'll be watching what my sister will be and they'll be saying like oh my god did you see the episode where this happened and i need to be on point with my response like (laughs) oh yeah like so i've given you some sort of social currency then by being on this podcast and making you watch (laughs) the bake-off you can hold longer conversations with your family (laughs) (laughs) now in work i can go down to the lunch hall and i can be like has anyone seen the bake-off and then people will be like yeah and i'll be like oh what do you think of russell howard and they'll be like what a fucking idiot <laughs> pretty much, pretty much. That's uh, that is how uh, the Bake Off uh, brings the nation together. You know, complaining about how some people do not know how to n- not open the oven when you've got profiteroles in there. And that that is the lesson for this week's podcast, definitely. Absolutely. You've stayed right to the end of this podcast, haven't you? Well, that can only mean two things. Firstly, you've put me on and I've made you fall asleep in the bath or on the sofa and I've bored you so much that you've fallen asleep. Uh, Secondly, it means that you've put me on whilst you're doing another activity where you need the use of your hands and perhaps there's something on your hands which means you can't get to the phone right now to turn me off. Well, fingers crossed, you're only doing the washing up and you can stick around long enough to hear me say a little bit of a serious bit. I know I don't do serious. It's weird. Sorry. But I wanted to point out that the episodes that we're talking about, uh, the Celebrity Bake Off, they're actually an aid for Stand Up to Cancer. And that's a charity that Channel 4 support regularly throughout their programming throughout the year. And it felt a bit weird for me to be doing a podcast without bringing up the fact that they are broadcasting it for a good cause. And throughout, we are encouraged to donate. So I felt like I needed to say that if you enjoyed the Great British Bake Off this week and you can spare some extra cash from your budget this month, then consider donating it to Stand Up To Cancer because that's what the show's all about. That's why the celebrities are on it and that's how we've got something to talk about on this podcast. So even though I'm not associated with Channel 4 or uh, the Great British Bake Off itself, I did think that it would be a good idea to give you the information on where to donate and how so um, you can donate via the website stand up to cancer on channel four you can put a donation straight on there there are also a few other ways that you can do it as well you can text donate 10 pounds 20 or 30 pounds by texting 10 20 or 30 to 70404 or you can call to donate on 03001234444 
There we go. Serious bit over. Uh, we'll get back to taking the mick out of celebrities' bakes next week. Uh, I know the lineup already, if I can remember it off the top of my head. We've got Richard Dreyfus, Patsy Palmer, Scarlett Moffat, and James Buckley from The Inbetweeners, I think, on next week. It's going to be a good one.